Welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Sarah McDooling. I'm here with my fabulous co-worker, Joel Naum, and we are both very excited to be sitting across from Nick McCready. Hi. <laughs> Nick, thank you for coming in today to no talk worries. to us and to yeah. um, all about and to show us your amazing book. Yeah. Uh, the book is called Sugar Rebels, mm-hmm. and could you just tell us a little bit about how it came into being? So Sugar Rebels is a book that has exists because of my audience like they've been asking for it for a long time so it's like a collection of their favorite recipes and some new recipes that they haven't seen yet which i'm super excited for them to see um so that's basically what it is yeah it's just a kind of collection of recipes that they love (laughs) when you have such a devoted following um and so many fans if you had to put a rough number on it, like guessing, how many times have fans begged you for this book? Oh, well, <laughs> I really don't, I don't keep track anymore. Yeah, I don't keep track anymore, but it's daily. Would you yeah. be, if you had a dollar for every time, would you be like a billionaire? I would, yes. <laughs> I would guess so. <laughs> Tesla, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now, this book is... I mean, it's pretty special, even just with the amazing recipes and the beautiful pictures. We've all been, like, Joel, you can drooling over it. Drooling over this book (laughs) and and these, like, gorgeous, like, it's art. Um, But it's also full of, you know, a lot of amazing uh, stories from you. Mm. Um, And so we, I I just think it's something really special. How long did it take you to put together? Um, So. I, I'm the kind of person who likes to think about things a long time before I do them. Like a lot of the cupcakes kind of come to me a couple of months before they actually get made. Like they pop into my head and I then they eventually get made. But with like the stuff that I wrote in the book, it was kind of, you probably hear it a lot, but it was actually therapeutic because I don't sit down and write stuff. But it was great to kind of get my thoughts out onto paper. It kind of just happened over... Like a couple of weeks. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. do you write your recipes down? Yeah, I know you started on YouTube, right? Yeah. So you and you, you know, were mentored by a, a cupcake extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. was this something that you had to learn how to write them down in a way that made sense for a um, book? I think I've only just become good at writing recipes. I was terrible at writing recipes. I No one taught me how to do it. Yeah. It was just a matter of looking at the way that other people do it there, there's a lot like I, like most of my recipes are not hard to make but there there's a lot of stuff happening in them so they're long recipes like there are a lot of long recipes in the book and that shouldn't deter anyone from trying them because they're not hard um but it for me it was just like looking at other people's recipes the language they use some people like to inject some humor in there there's a recipe i just made recently which was um, it's called a, um, what's it called again? Anyways, like it's red cake, killer queen cake. Uh-huh. And it's covered in this like butter spray, red butter spray. And I'd mm. never used it before. And I used it inside while I was filming and it covered every single thing in oh my, my house. <laughs> and so I put two paragraphs of warning in the recipe. <laughs> like, don't spray this inside, spray it outside, and then a list of things that it covered in my house. Um, That's great. And I still find red butter in the house. But, um, like, I, I, before I started, like, being obsessed with YouTube and YouTubers, I used to follow a lot of, like, baking blogs and food blogs because I love looking at the photos and I... Mm. 
love looking at what other people were doing. Mm. So that's kind of where I started mm. reading recipes and getting a hang of it. Do you have a kind of recipe person inspiration from, um, from the internet? Not really. Like, I, I don't really think about writing recipes. It's like my least favorite thing to do out of all the <laughs> stuff that I do. Like, the photography is my favorite thing to do. And mm. then, so for me, the first thing I do is like sketch it, sketch the cupcake or whatever it is I'm making, and then make it. And the last thing I do is write the recipe. Because, you know, if I write, I found if I sit down and write the recipe first, it will change. The way that I make the recipe will change mm. in the video. And then I have to go back and change it. So it's the last thing I do. Oh, that's really if I could pay someone to write the recipe, I would. <laughs> that's, you know, part of it. So just yeah. keep writing books, and yeah. then you you have records of them yeah. all. It's like... yeah. so, so interesting, though, the idea that you start with the visual first because they are really visual. Yeah, I'm, I'm pointing at a book, yeah. just so that yeah, everyone knows is... that you can you can't see it. This is one of those times <laughs> where you kind of really wish um, visual aids mattered in a podcast yeah. because this book is stunning and yeah. the. the beautiful things that you make are just so like vividly colored and creative. You somehow found a way to make, so there's, I've forgotten the name of it, but in the like halloween section, there's um, the one that has little like maggots. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How you manage to make that appetizing? Like, cause I want to eat it, but it's little, it's little maggots. Yeah. Like, so, um, one of the most often, like, frequently asked questions I get is how I come up with my ideas and mm. so in that particular cupcake it's like a I think black cupcake and um there's like little puff rice on it that look mm. like maggots and so delicious that, maggots yeah that, <laughs> I, that idea just came from looking at those thinking they look like maggots and thinking how do I put them on a cupcake so yeah, so then, you know, other times it will be inspired by a, a flavour or a colour or a conversation I have. Mm. So, yeah. That's and you also said you were inspired in, I think in that section, one of the cupcakes was inspired by a music video, right? Oh, God, lots of them are. That's great. Yeah, a lot of them are. You're a big <laughs> music fan, right? Uh, yeah. I, I listen to a lot of music while I work, yeah, because I'm mm. at home all, all day on my own, just listening to music and baking. And um, yeah. many of the uh, recipes in here have, like, inspiration from certain... I read, you know, the section where you wrote about listening to Christina. Yeah, um, yeah, like yeah. That's, it's a beautiful, warm book. It's, like, yeah. very personal. Thank and you. I think people are really going to love this, not just for all of the inspiring recipes, but just yeah. because of how much of yourself is in there. Yeah, I think, like, when the Scram Line first started, it didn't start off as, like, me sharing the personal side of stuff. It was mm. more like... I've seen other people on YouTube make videos. I want to make videos as well. And then mm. as my audience grew, I then came out to them and then started feeling a responsibility to share a little bit more of myself because I felt it was safe to. Mm. So then I think like with this book, I had the opportunity to kind of share even more of myself. And that's kind of a story I never really told anyone, that Christina Aguilera story. Yeah, really? yeah, it's a beautiful story. Yeah. Uh, and also, um, I mean, to talk to go to the scram line, yeah. it, it's in the book. But um, just for people listening, uh, can you tell us a little bit about where the name for that? Because that's yeah. your YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just for anyone who's unfamiliar, I yeah. don't know if there so, are many people who are unfamiliar. But. <laughs> the the scram line is um, 
a name that I came up with after a very like very brief stint in the Navy. I was in the Navy for like oh. seven weeks before I realised it was not a good idea. <laughs> um, and so like in the Navy, they have like their own terminology for different things. And their word for food is scrand. I think it's an old like Scottish word or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, when we would line up for food, we'd line up in the scrand line. Because the scrand line, like my brand didn't actually start off as a baking or a sweets brand. It was more like everything. Until I started working in a bakery and I decided, oh, this is what I love. So that's what it became. Yeah. Yeah. And the... Um, and the- Sugar Rebels, um, title of your book, yeah. you speak quite eloquently about just clarifying for people what that means. Yeah. How you're not rebelling against like a healthy yeah. no, level of sugar. No. Could you talk, talk a bit yeah, about so, that? Yeah, um, sh- so the, the word Sugar Rebels came to me when I was watching a show called Supernatural. I don't know why it popped into my head, <laughs> but that happens sometimes. And so um, Sugar Rebels for me is not... And like you said, I said it in the book, it's not about rebelling against sugar because, like, I, I'm i an example of someone who, like, I, like my weight fluctuates depending on how bad my sugar intake is, <laughs> like everyone. And so um, I know that we shouldn't have too much sugar because it's really bad for you if you have too much of it, like everything. Mm-hmm. And so... I thought it was important to write it in the book because when we first started talking about it, the title, I suggested in an email, hey, what about Sugar Rebels? And they're like, I don't know, that's going to sound like we're, you know, endorsing sugar or it's not going to be taken very well. And then we, the more we talked using that name, the more we loved it. Mm. And so that's Sugar Rebels is, to me, it's about rebelling against what everyone else is doing. Like for me, I work in the cake world. And um, I see the same thing every day. And one of those things I see a lot is like unicorn cakes, which I can't <laughs> look at anymore because it's the same thing. It's the same colours, design, gold fondant, horn, mm. and I'm just sick of looking Absolutely. at it. I've got yeah. a three-year-old, so I see a lot of unicorn yeah. cakes too. <laughs> and I just I, I want to encourage people to like think outside the square and use what inspires them to come up with something, which is what I do mm. on screen line. So, like you said, music is something that influences me a lot. So, you know, everyone has things that influence them. So, use that and make a cupcake or whatever. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's a beautiful idea. The way the book is set out as well is interesting because you kind of have a whole section where you you teach people the recipes for the bases. Yeah. So, you're like, there you go. There's There's your bases. And then here are all these ideas. Yeah. And it just sort of feels like you're handing people a, like a paint palette and saying, yeah, that's do it, do exactly it how I see it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I see a cupcake. It's like a cupcake to me should always have the actual cupcake bit. It should always be in the cupcake liner. Mm. But then what you put on top of it and how you put it on top is like endless possibilities. You can just yeah. express yeah, exactly. whatever you want. Really. As long as it's edible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if it doesn't look edible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If if you can make maggots look edible, I think sky's the limit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not even just edible, like tempting. Yeah. <laughs> it has in that in that particular cupcake it had to look sexy. Like I think it's got like a black gloss glaze over it and I wanted it to look like at that time I was watching a lot of American horror story. Mm. And I love that, that influenced show. me a lot. Yeah. 
There's a Gaga cupcake inspired by one of her characters in that show. Is that the half half one? Yeah, no, no, that's a drag queen cupcake. But yeah, um, that, that one's a, that one's called Good Witch Bad Bish. <laughs> and um, no, there's another one in there inspired by. Her. Oh, it's called Vampire Kiss. Oh yeah, yeah. Inspired by the Countess. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's God. right. That I love so her in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love sitting here talking to you and, and hearing that you can um, get inspiration from anything from a show to a song to mm-hmm. like just happening to stare at some, um, was it, was it rice? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, puff rice. Yeah. So, like, like any artist, you look at the world around you through the lens of like, what, how can I create mm. something out of this? Yeah. Which is which is beautiful, and I love that you're sharing that with everyone in yeah. Chipper Brothers. Yeah. Um, what's up next? Um, I, I really don't know. Like, I feel like there's a change coming this year, but I'm not sure what it is. Oh. Um, I don't know whether it's like trying something different additional to what I'm doing or yeah I don't know like for me I'd love to do some tv or um release merch or yeah yeah, something like something different oh the merch possibilities are like out of this world yeah I'd buy it yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh well how's that for a tease so something new is coming in the works but not sure what it is no yeah could be anything yeah (laughs) Um, and so as we, we've, we talked a little bit about your inspirations before, but I just did want to, um, do a call out to talk. You have a beautiful little section of the book where you talk about, um, everything you learned from your mentor and your mother and your grandmother. Can you tell us a little bit? (laughs) You're going to make me start crying. Um, well, so there's. I learned a lot from my mum and my grandma because I'm Greek, so they like they love cooking. So I grew up watching them cook. And then my mentor, Maggie, um, she taught me pretty much everything I know because I started working in a bakery um, with her. The first day I started working with her, there's, I, I wanted to write so much in the book about it, but I couldn't because it would be in pages and pages. But... Um, book two. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so Maggie called me after I applied a couple of times at a cupcake bakery and I didn't know who she was. And at that point I'd applied so many times I wasn't expecting her to call. And the thing, like my favorite thing about Maggie is her giggle. So she's <laughs> got this infectious giggle. Anyway, um, so she she's on the phone and she's like, she, and actually another thing about Maggie is like she has this I don't know if I want to say fake, but she's got like a different voice for when she's on the phone <laughs> and a different voice for a when she's in reality. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she asked me to come in and do a trial with her. And I came in and the first day I started was Valentine's Day, which mm. in the bakery is like the biggest day of the year. And so like every year there's like a different cupcake design that they offer to their customers at that bakery and that year happened to be like pink velvet so there was pink everywhere and the kitchen we were working was tiny so like my favorite thing about that day like as exhausted as I was I've never worked so hard in my life at that point um was seeing how Maggie was still giggling by the end (laughs) of the day and I'd never seen anyone work as hard as she did that day 
Um, so that is what made me want to come the next day. She told me later on that she didn't think I was going to come back. <laughs> um, so Maggie kind of trained me up to the point where I was able to then manage a new kitchen that they were opening, a new bakery. And she, uh, you know, she taught me everything. And the thing was that while I was working with her, I'd never worked in a bakery before. Um, I made every mistake she'd seen and then new ones and not just <laughs> once, but multiple times. And so, um, I, I remind her every time I speak to her, like, I'm so grateful that you persevered and you were, um, patient with me because I wouldn't be where I am. Like the book is basically like very heavily dedicated to her and then my mum and my grandma, um, because Maggie just taught me everything. Like and and still to this day I'll pick up the phone. Maggie, this isn't working, what's going on? You try this, you know. That's, so that's amazing. Yeah. That's a that, that photo at the end with your yeah. the, the two living mentors and yeah. then your Yaya mm-hmm. framed. It's yeah. just such a beautiful picture, such a yeah. lovely way of ending that. That was book. one of the first things I imagined having in the book, like exactly how it's photographed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a stunning book. Yeah, thank you. And I, we're, we're sort of out of time, but Nick, thank you so much for no coming worries. in to speak this to us today. We've loved talking yeah. to you. And podcast listeners, you can get Sugar Rebels by Nick McCready's at Booktopia now. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget, for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore, at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.